my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. If I was to give a point for that last statement, I would say Jesus wants to take you from the pit to the palace. From the pit to the palace. That word pit means death. What David is indicating is eternity separated from God. And the Lord redeems you from the pit and takes you to the palace. Here's the thing about Jesus is he always does more than enough. God is more than enough. I mean, I hear it sometimes and and I don't correct everybody. Hey, somebody needs to hear that. Don't correct everybody. Sometimes you got to build a bridge before you correct things. But some people will say, you know, Lord, the Lord just gives me just enough. I'm like, oh, wait a second. The Lord is more than enough. He's more than enough. You don't believe me. He is more than enough. God is more than enough. He is able to do above and beyond what we can ask, dream, or imagine. The Lord is more than enough. He is more than enough for you. He is a more than enough for me. Matter of fact, he can give me more than enough and give you more than enough and give everybody more than enough. He's not going to bankrupt his enoughness. I just made that up. I mean, he's an abundant God. And here's the, here's the pushback. The pushback is, well, you're getting into that prosperity gospel stuff. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but he's more than enough, right? Isn't he? Doesn't he want to give you more than enough provision? Doesn't he want to give you more than enough peace? Doesn't he want to give you more than enough wisdom? Doesn't he want to give you more than enough? He's more than enough. And I think sometimes we stay in the pit. Some of us have been redeemed from the pit of death, but we stay right there. And the Lord is like, I just don't want to just redeem you from the pit. I want to crown you with love and compassion. I want to give you more than enough. My, I don't want you just to get you out of the pit. I want to equip you, empower you, release in you something that can do the above and beyond in your life. I want to give you power of the, over the enemy. I want to give you wisdom beyond your years. I want to give you favor in the workplace. I want you to be all that you can be in me so that you can lead people to me, so that the kingdom of God can manifest in you. I am more than enough. I come to give you life and life more abundantly, Jesus says. Where is the more than enough in our lives? Where is it? I think some of us, we, we say we follow Jesus and then we go right back into the pit. Where are you getting your influences from? Is it from the pit? Is your perspective on life from the pit? Some believers' uh, conversation is from the pit. <laughs> I'm like, how can you love Jesus and be so sad and angry and mad? <laughs> Now, I'm not saying we don't go through tough stuff. God says this, you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. There should be something different coming forth from our mouth that is different than the culture is giving us. And I think sometimes we live in the pit. We get our perspectives from the pit. Oh, it's just another day. 
No, it's an opportunity that you have to serve the living God and to do something that has eternal significance. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Be happy and rejoice. Praise the Lord. You don't have to praise the Lord just because things are going right. Matter of fact, when things are going wrong is when you need to praise him. He doesn't promise us a life of everything's going to be warm and fuzzy and everything's going to go our way. That is not the gospel. But he does promise us that he will be with us and equip us. And there should be something different coming out of our mouths and our lives. Where is the pit in your life? You see, I think the pit is more than just salvation. I think some of us are in the pit of apathy. Some of us are in the pit of unbelief. Some of us are in the pit of indifference. Some of, some of us are in the pit of, of the poverty spirit. You know, we can have a service like this and 30 people got healed from the Lord and some of us will focus on the three that didn't receive their healing. <laughs> You're in the pit of unbelief. <laughs> I'd rather rejoice with the 20 and then keep contending for the three. Why do we? Just in the pit of unbelief. Jesus wants to redeem you from that pit. But you have a part to play in getting redeemed from that pit. First thing you need to do is is understand that you're in the pit. (laughs) I'm sad all the time. I'm indifferent. I'm apathetic. Well, praise God you've omitted it. That's the first step, right? Shoot, I was an alcoholic for 10 years and admitted it. Yeah, I drank too much. (laughs) Yeah, I drank too much. And then there was one day where I decided that I wasn't going to be in that pit anymore. And I raised my hand up, and the Lord redeemed me. You see, your part to play in the pit is to raise your hand in an act of surrender. Your part is to discover I'm in the pit. I want things to change, and I need to raise my hand. I need to put up the white flag and say, I can't do this anymore. And immediately when you do this, Jesus is there ready to just yank you out of that pit. It is his desire. It's a benefit of being a believer. He's looking at his people, and he's saying, oh, they ran into that pit. Oh, I so want to help them. Just ask for help. Ask and you shall find. Seek and you shall, you shall knock and the door will be open. Seek, seek, ask, 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 ask. Ask and you'll receive wisdom. The Lord is just waiting for us. Oh, wow, I'm in the pit. Get me out. And right there, your knight in shining, shining army is coming to yank you out. And when he yanks you out, he looks at you right in the face, in the eyes, and he loves you. And he's compassionate. And he cleans you off. And he takes you from the pit to the palace. And you're thinking you're going to have to earn something. And he's saying, son or daughter, I've already purchased. Everything you need is found in me. You are royalty. And some of you are acting, walking on this earth in less than what God has purchased you. And I'm here this morning to encourage you to raise that hand up and say, Lord Jesus, redeem me. From this pit and crown me with your love and your compassion. That's the second one. The second one is what I'm contending for. Everybody has shortfalls in their lives. Do you have one? Please raise your hand. And we're not all perfect, right? We have things that we struggle with. You know what mine is? Compassion. You wouldn't guess that, would you? (laughs) No, I, I have a firm understanding of God's unconditional love. It's the compassion that gets me. 
And sometimes I can be in the pit and I don't have the compassion of the Lord. And what I began to do is be like, Lord, I want your compassion. Because this is what I see in Scripture. Every time Jesus was moved with compassion, signs and wonders happen. Can you imagine having the love of God, being crowned with the love, the unconditional love of God? You have your identity straight in Jesus, and then he crowns you with supernatural compassion so that when you see people, you see them as he sees them. I don't know if I do that well sometimes. There's a filter, and I'm like, I don't see, I see you as I see you. And I'm not liking you right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I need help. We all need help. We're, there are pits in our lives that we need to say, hey, I need help in this area. And the Lord is more than willing to help us. A benefit of knowing Jesus is that he wants to redeem your life from the pit. Some of you are in the pit of alcoholism. Some of you are in the pit of alcoholism. You started off just drinking a couple of beers and you can't put it down. And your pride is getting in the way. And you know that you know that you know that you're in a pit. And you can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk like you got things under control. But you're out of control. And Jesus wants to redeem you from that pit today. The power of the Lord to redeem us from the pit is here today. Some of you are doing things you're not supposed to do. And the Lord is just waiting for his son or his daughter to raise their hand and surrender. And he's not mad at you. In the psalm, it says he is slow to anger, abounding in love. He, it is his desire to free us from things that we have willingly walked into. Isn't that a hard thing to discern about God? Maybe you're not here. When you purposely walk in an area that you're not supposed to go, you end up in a pit. And you're like, I deserve to be in this pit because every decision I've made has brought me to this place. And I deserve what I'm taking right now, reaping what I have sown. And I'm in this pit. And Jesus is outside of that pit. And he's saying, son, wake up. <laughs> that is not my design for your life. I know you made, made mistakes. I want to redeem that from you. I want to yank you out. That's the deliverance power of the Holy Spirit. He, it is his pleasure to yank us out of things. Oh, football season is almost here. I'm excited about that. He crowns you with love and compassion, and he satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, desires in and of, their, in and of themselves are not bad. Does that make sense? Like, God gives us desires, and I don't think they're bad. It's how we get those desires satisfied that's the difference. And some of us have desires that we satisfy through the means of the world, and it saps us of strength. And the Lord will give us good desires that will satisfy us and renew us. I'll give you a for instance. Sex is one of them. So 
Sorry for the younger ones. Sex is one of them. The world's perspective on sex is horrible. It's perverted. It's distorted. But sex, in the context of a marriage, in a covenant of a marriage, is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Right? That desire is from the Lord. How you satisfy that desire will either lead to life or it will lead to death. And the Lord wants to satisfy our desires with good things, with good things. Now, I will say this. You're not going to find many good things in the world. And I don't want to be this doom and doom and preacher, but I have found that the world has a counterfeit, a counterfeit satisfaction for something that the Lord wants to satisfy in your life that's biblical, that's life-giving. And so you and I need to be conscious of that. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his perfect and pleasing will is for your life. The battle is in the mind. The battle is, hey, is this true? Is this life-giving? Is this pure? And if it is, then I can think about it and I can move in it. But if it's not, then I discard it and let it go. And so God wants to satisfy your desires with good things. And he says this, that your youth will be renewed like the Eagles. Not the Eagles football team. I don't like them. The Eagles. You can look in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, and this passage parallels to Isaiah's thoughts when he says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God's desire for your life and my life is that we grow in our strength in the Lord. That you can be just as effective, if not more effective, the older you get in the Lord than you were when you first started out. Because he takes us from faith to faith and glory to glory. The Lord's desire, a benefit from the Lord for you and for me is that he wants to supernaturally strengthen us. Proverbs says it like this, he who refreshes others will him himself be refreshed. Meaning, when you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you dedicate your life to him. You begin to receive his love, his compassion for your life. Immediately after you do that, you're going to start to focus on others. And as you focus on others because you love him so much that you will serve others around you, what happens is as you're serving others, he becomes the great physician and fixes the heart inside of you. And he strengthens you from the inside. And you're like, hey, I was just serving over here. And the next thing I know, I'm not angry anymore. What happened? That didn't happen in a pew. That happened because you served and God was able to do in you what you could never do in and of yourself. And I believe as believers in Jesus, when we focus on him and begin to do what he has called us to do, he will send us through seasons of strength. 
And he will strengthen you and strengthen you so that you can go further and faster than you've ever gone before. Do you remember, well, you do remember this day, uh, New Year's Eve, we had a service. How many were here a New Year's Eve service? Oh, wow, you need to show up in this New Year's Eve to this next service we have. So we're welcoming in 2019, uh, last year. It's 2018, and we had a service. And I was at this altar, and I was praying. We were worshiping. And all of a sudden, I felt the strength of the Lord overwhelm me. It was one of the strangest things I've ever felt. I was just like, wow, wow, I feel the strength of the Lord. Matter of fact, the only thing I can find in Scripture that kind of puts it to it is this one. First, it's a promise from the Lord. He will strengthen us. And then the second one is, you remember when Gideon was about to go into battle, and it says in the, in the word that the Lord clothed, him with, clothed himself with Gideon? Do you remember that? He says he, he clothed himself with Gideon. It was like this, and I was, I was worshiping, and I felt this strength. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I was like, Jennifer, tonight, when I was at worship, I felt like the Lord strengthened me. My wife is so encouraging, and she really is. She was like, okay, that's great, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, things that happen to you don't mean as much to other people, you know. When you figure that out, that's a huge breakthrough. <laughs> That's a huge breakthrough, right? <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, why are you telling me this? You know, uh, and so, uh, so then I, I even tell Pastor Ken. I was like, Pastor Ken, man, I was in worship, and I felt like the Lord strengthened me. And he was like, okay, great, brother. Yeah, that's great. Go for it. Yeah. So fast forward in May, I'm at a conference, and I'm worshiping. And uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say something uniquely to me. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound super spiritual on you, but we are in church, <laughs> right? So there are times when the Lord will speak to me, and it's not at a chapter and verse. It's something for me. And I can sense it. Matter of fact, it melts my heart because I'm like, God is about to tell me something that I have to do, and I have to do it because I just want to obey him uh, so much. And so I'm in this conference, and I, and I sense it. And I'm like, well, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? And he says, he reminds me of a couple things. He reminds me of when I strengthened you in the beginning of the year. And then he reminds me that after that moment, I actually joined the gym in January, and I started pumping weights. I did. Now, you don't have to notice. I don't care. <laughs> but I had this desire within me to get strong. And I started in January, and then it was May. And the Lord said this to me. He said, your desire to lift weights was an outward expression of an inward work. I strengthened you from the inside and you just had to do something that was indication of that strength, right? And he said, I will continue to make you stronger on the outside, on the inside. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Well, he reminded me of that this week and I share that with you today because he gave me the faith that you could be strengthened today. Now, listen, I'm not telling you you all need to join the wellness center like I did. <laughs> That's not the point. But the Lord's desire for your life and in my life is to strengthen us from the inside out. Here's the deal. We try to change things from the outside in, and it doesn't work. It's insanity. It does not work. But if God, the creator of all heaven and earth, the one that fashioned you, the one that designed you, the one that knows you more than he know, you know yourself, was able to do something 
in the inside of you that would change everything on the outside of you. Would you be willing to go there today? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand with me. Look, I'm doing great on time. So I want to pray for a few things. I won't forget. Thank you. Somebody was offering. I'm not going to forget the offering. I'm not going to do it. I want to pray over you for a few things. The first one is some of you are in the pit. Man, I woke up this morning with the compassion of the Lord for those that were in the pit. You're in the pit, man. And maybe something I said today, something resonated with you, and you, and you might have known you were in the pit, or you've been ignoring it, because that's what, I know that's what men do. I won't speak for what ladies do. <laughs> men, we ignore things. If I just ignore it, it'll go away. <laughs> that doesn't work. You're still in the pit. And so maybe you're in the pit this morning. You're in the pit of unbelief, you're in the pit of apathy, you want to connect with God, but you just can't connect with God, you're disconnected, maybe you you found yourself doing things you're not supposed to do, you know, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's pills, maybe it's, maybe it's porn, you found yourself in the ditch, in the pit of life, and you want out, and I got good news for you today, because Jesus wants to get you out. So if you could just close your eyes and bow your heads, here's what I need you to do. I need all believers in here baptized in the Holy Spirit to just start praying in tongues right now. I want to just raise the level of the Holy Spirit right here. I believe that God wants to do something in these next few minutes that are going to change the destinies of people's lives. And it's serious, and it's between them and God, and we need to have faith to see God do what only God can do. So just begin to pray all across this room. Let's just begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Just begin to pray. Now, the most important pit to get out of in your life is the pit that you were born into. Because all people have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You were born separated from God. But the good news is that Jesus died so that you could be free from that pit because he didn't stay in the grave. God raised him from the dead and he, in him, you have freedom in life. You become a new creation for the old is gone and the new is here. That pit God wants to redeem you from today. So maybe you're here today and somebody invited you to lunch, somebody tricked you, Somebody brought you in here. Well, I'll tell you what, every time I preach, I say, Lord Jesus, I want you to draw somebody into the sanctuary that doesn't have a relationship with you because I promise you, Jesus, I will preach the gospel and I will give them the opportunity to make the most important decision that they've ever made in their whole entire life. And that is declaring that Jesus is Lord over their life. Oh, it's the greatest miracle. You talk about the greatest miracle on planet earth and the miracle of salvation is the greatest miracle. Today is the day of salvation. Today is your day. Somebody in here has been putting it off. You've been putting it off. You might show up to church, but you are not a follower of Jesus. So all across this room, I'm going to count to three. And on three, if you're in that pit, 
and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand up. All right, one, you're in the valley of decision. It's not me talking, it's the Holy Spirit talking. He's drawing you to him. He loves you, he adores you too. Here it is, three, put your hands up in the air all across this room, I see your hand. How many more, how many, how many more? How many more? Make a decision, come on. How many more? How many more? Come on, begin to pray. Somebody's in the valley of decision right now. Come on, I'm gonna stay right here. I will wait, I will wait, I will wait. How many more? How many more? I see your hand, I see your hand up there. Oh, praise God, praise God. I want all the believers to begin to thank God, begin to thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now here's what I want us to do. For, for, for the benefit of those that raise their hand, I want us all to repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for redeeming me from the pit of hell. Lord, thank you for dying for my sins and thank you that you are alive and well. And Lord, I promise from this day forward, I will follow you. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Praise God. All right, let's stay right there. Stay right there because we got a couple more pits. Maybe you're in here this morning and, and you found yourself in another pit. I want you to raise your hand. The Lord wants to deliver you from it. In the first service, man, I had like 30 people. How many in here want, want God to deliver them from a pit? How many? How many? How many? How many? I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. Now listen to me. Your hand is a prophetic declaration of you lifting yourself up out of that pit. You are raising your hand to Jesus right now. And I want you to picture, I want you to picture the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords yanking you out of that pit. It could be the pit of unbelief. It can be the pit of apathy. It could be the pit of pornography. It could be the pit of disease. It could be the pit of wrong thinking. The Lord is yanking you up right now out of that pit. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. And he picks you up in that pit and he puts you on firm ground. You are standing right before Jesus and he is looking at you and he is loving you. He's not ashamed of you. He is loving you. And he's breaking out some crowns of love and compassion. And he's cleaning you off. And he points into a direction, and I want you to know, I want you to see this, he's pointing you to the palace. He's pointing you to the palace. He's pointing you in a direction of royalty, inheritance. Now I want you to look back at that pit. And I want you to say this, I am done. Say it with me, I am done with that pit. I will never go there again. Now turn your back from that pit and look at Jesus. You are now free, my friend. You are now free. Don't go back there. For whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. All right, we got one more. We got one more to go. 
And I tell you what, I had the faith for this one. This one is gonna happen. Now I had the faith for all of them, but I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that this one's gonna happen for you. If you're in here today and you need supernatural strength, I want your hand in the air. I want your hand in the air. I want your hand in the air because God is about to release supernatural strength in this house. Lord, I want you to begin to thank him. Begin to thank him before you receive the strength. Begin to thank him before you receive it. Lord, I thank you that you declare in your word that we go from strength to strength to glory to glory. Faith to faith to glory to glory. That it is your desire, it is your delight to strengthen your believers. That from this day forward, you're going to release strength from heaven. It's going to be an impartation from heaven. It is going to be an impartation from heaven. Right now, release your strength in the name of Jesus. And everybody's hand that is raised, begin to strengthen them from the inside out. Lord, I pray that they sense it right now, just like I sensed it five or six months ago, that they would feel stronger. Just receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Here it is, here it is. Release, 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 release. Now he's about to give me some instructions. Is he strengthening you? Do you feel it? Do you sense it? Strengthen us. Renew us. Renew us. Let's just stay right here. Oh man, I sense his peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace. You know, with this strength is gonna come confidence in your life. You're going to be, from this point forward, you're gonna be confident in the steps that you are moving towards the things of God. You're gonna be confident and full of faith even though you don't see the outcome, even though it's unclear, even though there are things that have not lined up. You are going to be confident from this point forward, and that confidence is coming from supernatural strength. You're going to have a different demeanor. You're going to have a different posture when it comes to the things of God. You're going to be confident in the steps that he has provided before you. From this point forward, move in that confidence. Some of you have two paths coming up. There is, there is a, a decision that is about to need to be made, and today he is solidifying that decision in your heart. Some of you are going back and forth. You didn't know which way to go, and today the Lord is saying, from this point forward, I want you to go this way. It's this way. It's this way. It's this way. Receive that. If that's you today, it's this way. Right there, right there. I had the same thing uh, in the first service, is that you're going to receive a desire, an insatiable desire to read his word. And you don't even know. You, you won't be able to put the Bible down. 
you won't be able to put the Bible down. Some of you have been in the desert, and the days in the desert are done. He's trying to push you into the river of God. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And some of you think you've been wasting time reading the Word, but you have just been strengthening yourself because in due season, that Word, that rhema Word of God is going to flow from your mouth, and mountains are going to tumble. Uh, things are going to be changed. Things are going to be moved as you read his word. Lord, I pray that we are a congregation that loves the word of God, that there would be a desire for us to learn and to read and to imbibe the word of the living God and that it would get down deep within us, deep within us, deep within us. going to pray and seal this. Lord, I seal the activity of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name today. Lord, the things that you've accomplished, the things that you have done, Lord, that they would be solidified in your word as you said that it is finished. Lord, I pray that the pit is finished. Lord, I pray that the healing is received. Lord, I pray that the forgiveness is uh, is received and it is finished. Lord, I pray that the strengthening is released and it is finished, that you have accomplished what you have designed to accomplish in this service. Lord, I pray against the enemy that seeks to destroy and to snatch the word of God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that he is silenced in the name of Jesus, that when we leave this moment, the things that you have solidified would be stronger than the ways of the world and the bark of the enemy. The enemy is all bark. It's all bark. He's just trying to distract you. Lord, we claim this and we decree it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, I'm going to take up the offering. Sit down so I say if I have a job on Monday. <laughs> if I could, could I have the Mexico team come up here real quick? We go to Mexico on Saturday, so if you guys can just, don't be shy. You guys are my tribe. Well, you guys are writing out those big checks. <laughs> Now listen, on the back of your notes today, and there wasn't many notes, aren't you thankful that you didn't have any blanks? On the back of your notes, there are, there are you can look at the budget and where, where we're at on the budget, um, and then there are some uh, announcements there on the back. There is a table in the back. Uh, we have, and all this information is on the back of your notes, so that's for your benefit because I'm gonna blow it right here. Uh, uh, we are serving Abington, so there's a place to serve Abington. Pastor Ken talked about it a few weeks ago. Matter of fact, on Thursday at 3.30, uh, a, a bunch of us are meeting at Abington to paint and to uh, do stuff around the facility. So there's a place uh, table in the back to do that. And there's also some small groups that are coming up. Uh, my recommendation for you is to get a part 
be a part of the community of Lighthouse in some form or some fashion. So we have ladies' Bible studies that are starting in September. We have a new uh, series starting on Wednesday night. Pastor Ken is doing a, a series on Thursday night. And so there's all kinds of opportunity for you and to I uh, to be jo- to join this community. So I recommend you do that, okay? Phew, I thought I did pretty good there, Jerry. I did. Okay. Let's pray over this offering. Lord, I come to you today and I thank you for your faithfulness towards this church. Lord, I thank you that there's a spirit of generosity in this house. Lord, I thank you for all that we have done. And Lord, I thank you in advance for all that we are going to do because of the faithfulness of your saints to this house. And we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, be blessed as that goes by. On Saturday, really, really early in the morning, 3.30 in the morning. Who did that? I did that. (laughs) 3.30 in the morning, we are leaving. A team of us, 24 of us, are leaving to go to Puebla, Mexico. We're going to do a medical clinic. We're going to do a VBS. We're going to do some prayer walking. We're going to paint. We're going to work for the Lord, and it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Here's the greatest thing about Puebla, not just the people, but it's 75 degrees in Puebla, Mexico right now, and the nights are like 55 degrees, and I'm looking forward to wearing a sweater. Please, a hoodie. More, I don't wear sweaters. Switcher. And so there's 24 of us. We're leaving 3.30 in the morning. Uh, I think we're in a good spot maybe. <laughs> I have uh, Jason. Jason's going to pray over us uh, this morning um, because I didn't want to pray over my own team. And Jason can pray. So I was like, hey. Come on, let's just uh, stretch out our hands to the team. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that um, you go before them, that you're already there right now, laying down a foundation and opening up pathways and opening up houses and opening up families and opening up hearts. You're right there right now opening things up. So, uh, Father, that when they when they get there, they won't have to won't have to uh, strive for it. They'll just walk right into breakthrough. They'll walk right into divine appointment. They'll walk right in to the places that you have for them. Father, we thank you for the places that you have for them, the spaces that you have for them, the families that you have for them, the hearts that you have for them, the children that you have for them. We claim them right now as a church family, right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that we release them as a church body to go in boldness, to go in strength, to go in strength, to go in strength, and to go in faith, and to fear no evil, for God is with you, says the Lord. I thank you, Father, for absolute, complete, and utter destruction of darkness wherever they go. God, I thank you that they walk in the promise of Abraham, that whatever they put their, the wherever they walk, Father God, that you follow them and they claim that in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for whole communities to be to be transformed, Father, as they go. I thank you for um, just a, a special anointing and a blessing on their hands, that whatever they put their hands to, they shall prosper. God, let the let the painting stuff do, do what you do with all that stuff. Make it make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. God, I thank you that that wherever they go, that they're a supernatural blessing to the community, a supernatural blessing to the church and to the team that they're working with. Father, we thank you for safety on their trip. We thank you for uh, um, traveling favor in the airport. Father, I thank you that no one will forget their passport. God, I thank you that no one eats any bad tacos that everyone be healed and whole all the way through and through. And when they come back, God, I thank you that they come back with fresh revival. God, I thank you that as a church family, that we, when they come back, we expect to hear 
the good news from the battleground. We expect to hear the victory. We expect to hear it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I share something real quick? When Pastor Daniel asked me to pray for the team, I started praying about what should I, what should I pray about? And you two came into my heart. And I prayed for both of you very, very clearly. And what I was praying over you, and I'm not really quite sure how to put this, so I'm just going to put it the best that I know how. The expectation that you have for this trip, when you come back, it'll pale in comparison to what the Lord does in your life. This is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. The expectation that you have for this trip, the Lord wanted me to tell you, it's going to pale in comparison to what he's going to do in your life. You're about to step into something completely new. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your lives. So be on the lookout. And when the Lord tells you to move and he tells you to pray and he tells you to love, don't you dare let any fear or any shyness or any intimidation stop you. I I just, the Lord's flipping a page in your life. You're about to start something brand new. It's going to be so good. Be good. Amen. I'm pretty sure we could have church all day, but I'm going to land this so I have a job tomorrow. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done and yet to do um, in our lives. Lord, that there are so many benefits in knowing who you are. Um, And Lord, I thank you for all that you've done in Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed as you leave. Uh, Don't forget about Inside Lighthouse. Uh, We have a gift for you if this is your first time um, there at Inside Lighthouse. We love you. Have a great week.